You are listening to Red Engine Podcast, so named because trains are delightful and socialism will win. Hey guys, this is the next episode. Uh, I had recorded a long time ago, maybe a week ago, more than that, I've been sitting up here I think, and uh, I just realized the, the segment of the podcast episode, that's the bulk of the episode uh didn't upload so it's been up here published and it's just been like the shitty intro that i have to redo anyway so i'm just re-uploading the last episode as a as a new episode but it's the same thing all right uh, enjoy hey everyone so uh decided to record another episode here some things have been going on and figured why not not a whole lot to talk about but decided to go over some things talk about how I'm feeling, etc, etc, get things off my chest, um, so, I guess, I've been feeling weird lately about the quote-unquote left, so basically, like, the Democratic Party has nothing to offer, right, they don't even pretend to, in fact, I was thinking today about, I'm a giant nerd, so I was thinking at work about the Roman triumvirate, and I'm, like, trying to think about it in my head. So I'm like, okay, so you got three people. If you don't know, there there's the first Roman triumvirate, which was um, Caesar, Julius Caesar, and Pompey, and uh, some other guy, I forget. And they basically configured the Senate so that they split power between the three of them. It was purely political. It wasn't like... Um, they weren't, like, sovereigns, but they had the Senate kind of rigged. So that, like, if you wanted to go, if you want to get anything done, you had these three factions, and they had it all balanced out, and then they basically were like, okay, well, let's all three kind of talk and get together and kind of make an alliance and leverage our individual power towards, like, a common purpose. So that if, like, I can, if we can agree, the three of us, then we can get, like, whatever we want, right? That's how I understand it, at least, anyway. And then there was a second triumvirate, which was Mark Antony, Octavian, Augustus, and, um, fuck, I'm, again, some other guy. And that was, like, an actual, from what I understand, that was more of, like, a um, actual, like, three sovereign powers. Like, they, it was less, like, a political arrangement within the Senate and more like a de facto, like, one guy actually controlled a third of Rome. So they were different, but basically a triumvirate is, like, Anytime three people share power, right? So I was thinking about it. There is a point to all this that has to do with today. So I was thinking about it, and I'm like, so a triumvirate is like, basically, you got three people. So say somebody wants to get something done, they either have to, like, convince or bribe, pay the other two. So I'm like, okay, say we had a triumvirate today of, like, Trump, like, Nancy Pelosi... And I had to think of a thorough, I was like, I don't know, Bernie Sanders. Like, represent the... I was going to think of some, like, libertarian. Because I think the right actually has more power. It would be more realistic. But there's not really... There's, like, Rand Paul. But there's not really, like... The Republican Party is unified at the moment. So if there's going to be a third... I was like, well, the progressive wing of the, of the Democratic Party. So I'm like, well, what would Trump... I'm like, okay, so if Trump's like, I want to build a wall... He'd have to, like, pay Nancy Pelosi, 
say, like, talk Bernie into it, and then he gets his wall. And then Bernie can be like, I want Medicare for all, and he'd have to, like, probably convince Trump, pay Pelosi, and then that could get done. And I was like, and if Pelosi wanted to... And I'm like, there's nothing. What would she even ask for? Like, more Jamba Juices? I don't know. Like, the... My point is that that wing of the triumvirate would have nothing to even ask for, nothing to offer. And that's like the Democratic Party. That was a long-winded way of saying the Democratic Party has like no purpose. They don't, they don't function to do anything. Um, at least not broadly. Like from time to time they can like leverage power to respond to like any given thing, but they don't have like an ideology. So, um... Damn, what was my point? Oh, so that's just how I feel about the Democratic Party, right? Um, and I've always been... Well, not always. When I was a kid, I was conservative, but I didn't know any better. As long as I've been an adult voter, I've been pr pretty liberal. Kind of more... I guess someone would maybe say rad-lib. I don't know. Very left, right? And... Um, but lately... I've become really disillusioned with the whole thing. And I'm kind of, like, thinking about even, like, changing my, like, the title and image on this podcast. Because, like, the whole left, the whole, like, socialist left. Like, when people hear left, they're not thinking of, like, uh, distributive economic policy, national sovereignty and international cooperation, um, you know, lifting the proletariat, overthrowing the wealthy. They're, when people hear left, they hear fucking pink-haired, triggered fucking people tearing down Abraham Lincoln statues. They just do. And for a long time, I would try and fight that and be like, ah, oh, that's not the real left. Those are the liberals. We're the left. We know what's up. And, like, you know... Um, so-called identity politics are an important component, but that's not, you know, to just lean on just that shit and be like, if you don't vote for us, you're a homophobe. If you don't vote for us, you're a racist. That's like liberal shit, because they don't have anything to offer. But lately it's gotten so bad that, like, I can't even... I, I don't even want anything to do with the whole fucking thing, because I've finally come to realize it doesn't matter what I think. Politics is about leveraging people and power and, like, building coalitions. And the coalition is, like, rich kids who don't work or don't aren't working class. And then, like, racists. Like, it's become overrun with racists. People who say colorblindness is bad. Or, you know, people who the minute Obama was elected demanded that everybody knows doesn't mean we live in a post-racial society. It's like nobody even said we did. Nobody said we... But I can tell you what, my entire life having a black president was seen as like the benchmark or at least the next goal. It was a big deal. Tupac wrote songs about it. Like having a black president was like the proof in the pudding. That's what we were all waiting for. As soon as it happened, they moved the goalposts. Not black people. I mean like they being people who have an invest, a vested interest in keeping the racial caste system of like 200 years ago alive and well. And then beyond that, 
you've got these just unreasonable racially motivated people and, and also other issues, trans shit and LGBT stuff. And I'm not saying those things aren't important, but that's not, you know, loving gay people, right, is not politics. It's good. It's a good thing to do. But it isn't politics. It has nothing to do with, like, a national agenda. I mean, it's easy to say that now. With You know, they have gay marriage and protections, mostly legal protections. I mean, uh, the states without protections for LGBT people, that is ridiculous. And the federal government should have protections for them as well. But for the most part... Being LGBT, that, that's a battle that's pretty much won. So I don't want to just turn around and say, oh, it's dumb now to focus on those things because things are better now than they ever have been. If things were to go backwards, yeah, we might need to re- redo that fight. But attending Pride, for example, is not politics. It's nice. I've been to several Pride events. They're usually pretty nice. I think it's odd how people bring young children to some of them. Some I've been to some where it's like, eh, not really appropriate for kids, but, but whatever, it's harmless. But it's not political. And I'm interested in politics. When I'm interested in politics. I'm interested in other shit too. But, but I've come to realize that there's no getting around it, man. When, people, when you tell somebody you're of the left, you're a leftist, it doesn't matter what you say. That's what they picture you know, racial people who, who just, who cynically use identity politics in lieu of real politics, of uh, holistic politics, God forbid, economic politics. Um, and so I've been kind of de- de- uh, demoralized, kind of moving away from all that shit. You know, I was listening to Vosh's show, a lot of people familiar with Bosch. He's like a YouTuber. He says he's a socialist. I think he's just a liberal and just doesn't want to admit it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being a liberal. You know, it is its own political platform. But he definitely is one. I mean, he he talks about um, civil rights in in terms of, like, constitutional rights. And um, we need market socialism, so, like, collective... Um, corporations and firms, but which deal with each other on essentially a capitalistic base, capi- yeah, capitalistic basis, and then the revenue is just distributed somewhat, you know, relatively e- equally within the firm, which is good. It's definitely an improvement. It's not really socialism per se. And like I've said, I'm more of a social democrat myself, so I don't think like obliterating supply and demand is like a desirable thing. I just think the economy should be run of by and for the people. So, but he doesn't seem to, to think that, I mean, he, like I said, he says he's a socialist. I think he really wants to be a socialist, but I think he is ultimately just a liberal, which again, isn't a bad thing to me. But he had a woman on yesterday, an African-American woman, who he didn't actually introduce what the segment was about. They just started talking. Apparently, she was lecturing somebody or made a video addressing, quote-unquote, hoteps, which I guess are these, like, black Israelites and black nationalists, black separatist types. You've all heard of them. If you haven't, 
Um, they're basically like everything you would picture about like like uh, neo-Nazi LARPers, but for black people. And they have this whole theory of like biblical origins for the black race, kind of like um, the Nation of Islam, but more of like a weird Jewish thing. Uh, they're very like Afrocentric, Pan-African. Anyway, he asked the question. Well, he he was going to ask a question. He he prefaced it with, "I don't really think there's a difference between like the right left and the black left. I don't think there's like a black left." And she kind of interrupted and was like, "Oh yeah, there is. There's division." And he's like, "Well, what do you mean? Why? What division?" And she's like, "Well." I know there's a division within the black left community. Like, we don't all agree with each other. By the way, there's we, them language again. My whole life it was black people and white people, and now it's y'all, us, we, which is a sign of a shift in identity, which is problematic, but whatever. Anyway, and then she's like, why don't you think there's a divide? And he's like, uh... And in my head I'm just like, what is this chick saying? Like... She literally, this is an example, she's reinforcing, she's rejecting the notion that there's one left. There has to be a black left and a, and a white left. And of course, she, Vosh didn't want to push back, and I don't even know if he caught the subtlety, but he um, isn't going to talk to a black woman about politics. He's much too concerned with his kind of image, and I think he's frankly too cowardly politically to do such a thing, but... This is very frustrating, I guess, is my point. Like, even when you're talking to other leftists, I think of, like, the uh, Cienfuegos. He was a Cuban, black Cuban revolutionary, and Guevara and Fidel. And, like, what would these guys say? Well, they'd probably say, that's America for you. Fucking racist. How we have to divide ourselves. Are you like, you can't be a leftist. <laughs> you can't be a leftist and. That's such a trope. But it's kind of true. Leftists are a-racial. Racism is the belief in race. Racism. And if you were, like, building a platform based on racial difference, or if you're participating in leftist politics insofar as it reinforces racial difference, you're fucking not engaging in leftist politics. You might be some kind of um, something else. But, you know, it's ironic that people always say that guys like me are just white bros who just want to throw identity politics away and just focus on class over race. And we've had that whole discussion. But, or like, that we're somehow, like, closet racist, basically, is the accusation. But the truth is, it's not class over race. It's that it's class and race isn't even... It's incidental. Like, yes, there are nuances that are racial, that have to be understood, recognized, addressed. But the the platform in and of itself, the movement has to be non-racial. We're one fucking human family or else what the hell are we doing? And I've seen so much of quote-unquote leftists, people who self-identify as leftists, just pandering to fucking racists. And I... And look, I'm not a simpleton. I've done the reading. I understand you're not supposed to use the term racist to apply to anybody but white people, but that is revisionism. That's a new that's a new um, definition that was developed in response to the fact that 
quote unquote um, communities of color have quite a bit of power, particularly in the political discourse and sociologists. Sociology professors are all, quote, people of color. They're not, you know, you, you can't, you have to maintain um, a sort of victim status. And so you have to justify, when you say racist shit, well, it can't be racist, because black people can't be racist. And it's not just black people, obviously. But I'm interested in leftism. I'm not interested in human difference. I'm interested in helping people. You know, I'm interested in helping the poor. Which obviously includes all the black people. Not all the black people, but all the black people that are poor. And all the white people that are poor. And all the Hispanics. And every kind of person. I don't know, whatever. I guess I'm coming across pretty damn ignorant right now. But I just don't care to, like, prove a point. Just kind of talking. And it's frustrating. I, I want to see everybody work towards a common goal. Um, and I think too many people are using, and white people, this isn't just, it's, it's white people kind of hijacking this racial language. And people, and there's, and, and the, the quote unquote left has just become basically the liberals again, just a rebranded version of liberalism. It's just we say y'all more. It's basically just a younger aesthetic pasted on top of the same old shit. And I'm just not interested in that. So it's been hard for me to kind of stay motivated, stay giving a shit. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. So we'll see. I don't know. I'll give it some time. Maybe I'm just in a slump, in a funk, as it were. Or maybe I'm really beginning to shift. My politics are really beginning to shift. And since there is no avenue for non, you know, race essentialist, racially essentialist leftist politics in America, because we're fucking a racist country. It's so funny. The people who insist that we're a fundamentally racist country think that somehow 50% of the country is, is being the liberals and the left, the left side of that spectrum. 50% of the country is exempt including themselves always. They're never part of the problem. But we're fundamentally racist. It's like, well, are we or aren't we? I think we are. I think I'm fucking done with these people. And I'm sick of being gaslit into believing that, like, colorblindness is bad, post-racialism isn't even a good goal, and leftist politics needs to be segregated. I, I have no interest in it. Especially if that's the extent of the conversation. So there's that. And then Jake Flores had a porno leaked, which is odd. And uh, I mentioned this because he mentioned it on his podcast, kind of to get ahead of it, and was like, hey, Legion of Skanks, which I guess is some kind of comedy troupe or something. I don't know, a bunch of stand-up comedians. I checked out their website. They just seem like kind of a bunch of douchebags. Not to say that, like... Um, that's bad, but I mean, that's their MO, that's their aesthetic, it's like douchey bro guys, which is cool, I mean, whatever, but just not for me, but I guess they leaked some old porn he recorded, but it's like BDSM type, like, femme dom humiliation shit, where they're like slapping him and pinching his nipples, and he like jerks off on a cookie and eats his own cum, it's fucking disgusting, but, um, 
you know, he mentioned it, and I was like, oh, that's weird. I was like, okay, well, I got to see this. And I went into it thinking, like, you know, I'm not going to judge the guy. Whatever, do what you got to do, man. Like, you know, okay, fine. No kink shaming, no bullshit. And I watched it, and it, I felt, I was throughout the course of the day, and I like Jake. I love Pod Damn America and, and the show and everything. But then throughout the day, I realized it did kind of change how I view the guy. And I don't think I can take him as seriously anymore. And not just because of that, but how he responded to it. Also, I think on Twitter, he kind of went off on like a tirade about how like, hey, these guys leaked this, but I don't even care. But they're bastards. But also, I don't care. Also, you guys are lame. Like, get a life. But also, what? Like, just kind of... The whole thing just hurt how I viewed the guy. And I'm wondering how I'm going to listen to this next episode. But I don't like that. I found myself thinking about that and it doesn't sit comfortably with me because I try not to be a judgmental douchebag and shit, but then I realized I, it just has changed how I view the guy. So I just thought I'd mention that um, because I don't give a fuck about people's sexual preferences or sexual proclivities or s even if he doesn't isn't into that shit, if he just did it for the money or just because he felt like being in a porn and that's what was available. I don't know. He didn't say why. But I don't care. Like, that's cool. Not for me, but okay. And that is genuinely how I feel. But then when you see it, it's also like, oh. So, I don't know. There's a cognitive dissonance there that I guess I need to work on. I need to really work on that. No, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It's, it's strange to intellectualize. Not even intellectual, but to, to know about myself that I don't... That kind of thing wouldn't bother me. And I don't want to judge the guy. And I'm not, I don't judge the guy. But then you see it, and I feel like I'm not judging him. I just feel differently now. Maybe we, maybe we don't have the language to describe it, and that's where the dissonance is coming from. I don't know. But I just want to mention that. I was thinking about that in my head, and then I thought about how I was feeling about the left lately. And I thought, well, there's two good topics for a podcast. I can record 20 minutes out of that. And if anybody is out there listening to this, maybe they'll hear it. Um, I guess I'll plug my Twitter here. It's Eddie Lank Lank, E-D-D-I-E-L-A-N-C-L-A-N-C. -E -E it's because I'm from Lancaster City in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Eddie Lank Lank. I think it's at E-G-W-O-E-S-T-M-A-N, E-G Wiesman. I don't know, um, the difference. I don't know which is which because, you know, on Twitter it's got, like, your real name and then, like, the other name. So I don't know, I sound like a fucking boomer right now, but maybe follow me on there if you hear this. And uh, take it easy, wear your masks. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot going on in the news right now. That blast in Beirut, I saw somebody say it was the third most powerful blast that's ever happened after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I feel like that's bullshit. Um, in fact, it's, it's almost certainly got to be bullshit. No, it is bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. Why did I even repeat that? I know it was a fact that that's not true. But anyway, either way, it was comparable to a nuclear explosion. I mean, I've never seen a nuclear explosion, but I've seen the footage of this shit, and it's insane. If you haven't seen it, Google, like, you know, Beirut explosion caught on camera. It's fucking uh, horrific. Um, so hopefully those people are all right. I mean, a lot of them aren't. But, you know, thoughts and prayers, I guess. I don't believe in that shit, but 
That's that. It looks like... Who's that fucking old fuck? Looks like Joe Biden's doing well against Trump. But we'll see how that turns out. I don't even have the head for electoral politics right now. All right, well, if anybody hears this, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Take it easy. And uh, try and unionize your workplace if you can. All right, peace.